You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Up a Buffalo and Wings podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for joining me on your weekend. We are getting going, and I'm not gonna. Okay, I am not going to make this game a bigger deal than it already is. Um, quite frankly, there's a lot of storylines going into this one, a lot of question marks that are going to be answered. No one knows who's better than who yet. Let's let's stop. You know, I know the I know what the over under is. I know what everyone's expecting. Uh, <laughs> look, the fact is this: we got two great quarterbacks, two great teams. They're going to battle it out, and it's anyone's game. Unfortunately for the Bills, we are going to Kansas City again. Uh, I, I I'm tired of going to Kansas City. When's the, when's the last time Kansas City played in front of? A bunch of crazy Bills fans in Buffalo. I, I don't remember because the last time they played, it was at Buffalo. It was raining. It was a terrible game to watch, and uh, there were no fans. We're here, and both the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs are battling for 5-1. and one. I say 5-1 and one because that I'm not looking past this, right? Not yet. We'll get there. I understand that they have a weaker schedule, or excuse me, a stronger schedule to deal with than us. But we have seen the Buffalo Bills unravel and then construct themselves back up. Deconstruct and construct themselves. This is what I want to see. I want to see a solid Buffalo Bills football team in this game. And I want to see them win it. Obviously. Uh, and not just as a fan, but as a person that has been looking at their growth, right, from, uh, I'm not just going to talk from a a fan perspective, but just from someone that watches football, there's an expectation level now. You know, it's like whenever I I watch another team, for example, the Baltimore Ravens. Whenever I watch Baltimore, I'm expecting Lamar Jackson to be a lot better with his decision-making, you know, and, and close a game. He did that. The week after, right, we saw that after Buffalo, well, we used his legs uh, to close out the game. And, you know, I, I look at Buffalo and I look at Josh Allen and I'm saying to myself, there, is, there isn't anything else he needs to do. Um, I, I just think that game plans 
are everything. What a coach is demanding out of a football player is everything. When Bill Belichick had Tom Brady, he knew what Tom Brady's strengths were. He demanded, and so obviously McDaniel as well, they demanded a an expectation level out of Tom Brady to play consistently week in, week out, in order for their team to win football games. Right now, if the Buffalo Bills want to get to that level that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were at, which they can get there, there needs to be a consistent level that they are expecting out of Josh Allen and out of the rest of the players. That's where I stand for this football game. There has been, week in, week out, a very big lack of consistency from every player and, and, and having growth. When we faced Pittsburgh, I was very impressed. I'm not going to sit here and, and be a pessimist. I was very impressed by a collective effort from everyone on the offense trying to get something going. Love to see James Cook involved. Um, love to see a Khalil Shakir. And what, what I'm starting to notice is this. Once these younger guys get going, it opens up the offense for everyone else. And I had it, I feel like I had it all wrong. Because in in my head, I'm like, oh, get Stefan Diggs going, uh, you know, get Gabe Davis going. Everyone else gets opportunities. I, I really think it's the opposite because what you're forcing teams to do early in the game, if these guys are playing or they're getting opportunities and they're showing that they can play well, the next week, that team is preparing for that person. And they're trying to make sure they're in the right matchup. They're in the right zone coverage. They're in the right man coverage. And I'll tell you, Gabe Davis is going to start taking advantage of those matchups against maybe the, the CB3 or CB2 um, if, if he's getting hot and stuff. And I think it's going to be great, right? And that's what you want to see consistently, not having to worry about Gabe Davis going against, you know, CB1 and then everyone else doesn't is not able to get going. If they have to account for Khalil Shakir, they have to account for a screen pass with James Cook. They're worried and they have to drop a safety down to double team or to get there behind the line of scrimmage to stop the play. S- some examples, right? And it's interesting because the Steelers ran into a week where it was the absolute worst week to face the Buffalo Bills because, number one, the fans were thirsty to see the Bills, especially after that comeback win in Baltimore in monsoon weather. Of course, (laughs) they were going to bring everyone and their mom out to that game, and it was going to feel like a playoff atmosphere. And unfortunately for Kenny Pickett, he had to weather that storm for his first official NFL career start. And it was ugly. He looked good. But now, let's get back here, right, after talk, talk, talking about that a little bit. The Chiefs have a lot to game plan for, is what I'm trying to get at. The Chiefs are now going to have to worry about the young guys, of what they can do. And obviously, Gabe Davis hasn't taken any steps back in his development. Um, and he is reliable. After last week, I can honestly say he is absolutely, positively reliable. He mossed Minka Fitzpatrick. Nobody mosses Minka Fitzpatrick. I haven't seen anyone do it before. 
Gabe Davis was the first one to ever do it, and it was a beautiful play. It was a play that struck fear into the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it just wasn't the first 98-yard game. It, it, 98 yard. It, it was the second pass going across the field from the 50-yard line. Like, what do you do now? You have to account for him blowing over the top. So you want to deal with the shootout? You want to have a shootout with Josh Allen again? Well, guess what? Because now you have to game plan for the defense and their revamped defensive line. I'm interested to see how this is all going to pan out. Look, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I think that this game can go anyway. The reason I say that is because I think there's equal talent on both sides of the football. Um, I think the Bills consistently have shown that they have been able to manage strong D tackles um, at, throughout, the, throughout the beginning of this year, which is really awesome. You look at the challenges they've had to face, number one, with Aaron Donald, uh, you know Hayward, and the list goes on. Now they have to deal with Chris Jones, and we all know what Chris Jones can do, how disruptive he can be, how tenacious, how nasty. Um, I don't know if he's a dirty player. It's really hard to see that. I didn't really see any tape before. I saw, obviously, he gets really chippy, but that's normal. Bills do that all the time. Fact is here, we're going to find out we're going to find out if Patrick Mahomes can beat this team fair and square without Tyreek Hill. They have plenty of talent. I, I just wonder, right, is he going to be patient enough? Because if indeed the Bills go up, let's say 10-0, to you're Patrick Mahomes, you're going to be patient, or you're going to try to throw the ball down the field and get frustrated with the game plan and argue with Eric Bieniemy. If Derek Carr can drop bombs on this defense, you better damn sure believe this Bills offense is going to have no issues. So it's it's you're expected to expect <laughs> a shootout. I'm expecting everyone to believe it's a shootout, right? Um but we have been wrong. Elements in the weather can can twist things around. I haven't checked what the forecast is, but what I do know is it's going to be, it's not going to be a night game. It's going to be middle of the day, mano a mano. The whole world is watching, and especially a ton of sports betters and their parlays. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, I, I I don't know what the over under is going to be. I I believe, I believe this game could very well go thirty four to thirty. Like that. Buffalo, 34 to 30. You got Von Miller. You have a better defensive line. You get to Mahomes a couple of times. Mahomes comes back a little bit to try to, you know, sneak into the fourth quarter, but the defense makes a stand. Buffalo gets the ball back, closes out the game. That's what you're expecting. But here's the bottom line this is where I get pessimistic. I apologize in advance if this is going to bother you. Sean McDermott makes me nervous whenever we face Andy Reid. He was Andy Reid's understudy. And obviously now he still struggles to face Andy Reid in the playoffs. He cannot beat Andy Reid in the playoffs. And I'm going to sit, I'm not going to, I'm not going to front. Last year when Buffalo beat Kansas City 
at Kansas City, Chris Jones wasn't playing. I'm going to give credit where it's due. And uh, you needed one stop. You needed one star player to come up. And Kansas City just got ahead and ahead. It just, it just, it was an annoying game to watch uh, because you felt like Buffalo was doing everything they could, but it just wasn't enough. But here's the fact. When it gets there, when it gets to that point, that's coaching. It's coaching. It's the game plan. I cannot stand that every time Sean McDermott loses, one of the excuses is, well, we got to do a better job of putting our players in position to make plays. It's just, it's so frustrating. Like, what are you missing? Like, who else do you need? This is the year where you have zero excuses because I'll tell you what, the pitchforks are coming. If Buffalo does not convincingly take care of business, I'm not just talking about this weekend. I'm talking about in the playoffs. I want to face Kansas City again because I want to see if this freaking coaching staff learned or not. I want to see what they improved on. I know what the players have. I know who we've acquired. But I want to see Sean McDermott become like Bill Belichick. I want to trust him so bad. But it's really hard when we face Andy Reid. Because I believe Andy Reid is the better coach. Sean McDermott has not proved me wrong yet about that. And a lot of us believe that. But we love him like with all of our heart. I mean, for the love of God, we have a team to tear uh, to tear up for, to cheer for, <laughs> for the first time. And they're happy tears. Sometimes sad tears, but most of them are happy tears because of Sean McDermott and him busting his ass. It's just we're sitting here now for the first time in over 25 years. The Bills can win a Super Bowl this year. All you have to do is coach better than Andy Reid. I I believe the talent is there. But here's what's funny. I I mentioned this to a friend of mine. I said, push all the, the bullshit bias away real quick. If you're a fan of, let's say, Washington or Seattle or some random freaking team from across the country and you know that you got to deal with Josh Allen and Bill Belichick and Stephon Diggs and a great defense. Do you want to face them in the playoffs or would you rather face Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, Stephon Diggs and a great defense? It was a, it was a great conversation, but it all boiled down to I can trust Belichick. That's what really upsets me because we're starting to see that Sean McDermott has the absolute potential to coach as great as Belichick. But the difference between Belichick and a lot of coaches is Belichick's a closer. You talk about signing a closer for $120 million. You talk about signing a quarterback that is the future of your franchise for over $250 million. How about having a coach 
when the going gets tough, knows how to pull out tough wins. They can do that. I'm not I'm not saying the Bills can't do it. It's just this has to like we this is the hump. It's not the Super Bowl. It's not the Super Bowl. The Bills could have beat Kansas City and then they could have fair and square lost to to the Bengals in overtime at Buffalo. It would have been heartbreaking, whatever, yada yada. But guess what? We would still trust Sean McDermott more because he was able to go to Kansas City and beat Andy Reid with a fully loaded Kansas City Chiefs team. And again, the Bills did everything they could, and now they're doing everything they can. Amongst injuries, the Bills do not have Tredavious White in this week. Maybe we're going to start him up in a couple of weeks. I don't know. Maybe just starting him up against Green Bay, against Aaron Rodgers, because you're definitely going to need that against that quick strike, quick strike ability he has. But... Um, I am believing the reason Tredavious White is not going to start this game is because there is a game plan. I I saw Tredavious White racing down the field against Josh Allen. I saw Tredavious White making sharp in cuts, doing everything he had to do with that red jersey on at practice. I saw Tredavious White looking just like Tredavious White before he injured himself in Thanksgiving. So if Sean McDermott... And Leslie Frazier believe that this this defense can handle Patrick Mahomes and this explosive offense without Tredavious White. You're you're already down on Micah Hyde, and you are trusting Demar Hamlin to take care of business. Okay, you're like Stan's dad in South Park right now, Coach, with his sack in the wheelbarrow. I got to respect it. It's bold. But I sure as hell would have tried to put Tredavious White in this week. If the game plan works, we'll see. A lot of this, again, is going to fall on Josh Allen in the offense, getting ahead, hopefully uh, even just staying toe-to-toe. And then the defense having a moment where it was a, aha, we got it. We figured it out. Now, I went on the record saying, I think. Um, now, I, I also thought that Tredavious White was going to come back this week. I, I went on the record saying, I think that the, 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 the Chiefs are in for a rude awakening against the Bills without Tyreek Hill. Because I was excited about Tredavious White coming back. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of surprised that the spread is where it's at. Bills are three-point favorites. It, it's wild. You know, and but again... We'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I, I think that a lot of what this is going to come down to is how do you force Patrick Mahomes to do what you want him to do on defense? That's the sign of a great defense and a great defensive game plan. I don't remember the last time Buffalo was able to rush more than four against him. This is the, this is the year. You can rush more than four to try to get Mahomes on the ground and confuse him and force him into situations he doesn't like. Here's the big bugaboo. The Bills have yet to show that they can slow down, let alone stop, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey 
literally carried his team to victory with four touchdowns against the Las Vegas Raiders. And the swarming offense that was shooting right back at them with, with, with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. He's unbelievable. And I don't know if Matt Milano's up to the task this week because of what I saw in the playoffs against uh, Travis Kelsey and him and how he... I mean, it was literally... A, it felt like a walk-in touchdown. One-on-one, you saw Matt, Mil- Matt Milano line up. Ba- ba- he didn't put any hands on him. Just tried to stride for stride, stay with him, and then Travis Kelsey just... It was this most simple, most annoying route to watch because it's like you know it's coming. Why is he going to run straight down the field and just catch, uh, uh, you know, catch the ball up the seam? He's going to go out. He's going to try to get a ball comfortable for Patrick Mahomes in overtime. Gosh, so many emotions are running right now, guys. I'm sorry. It's just, I almost just wish the Bills didn't have to play these idiots. I'm so sick and tired of the Chiefs now. I'm almost more sick and tired of the Bills playing the Chiefs than I am about them having to every single year play the New England Patriots twice a year. I feel like the Bills play the Kansas City Chiefs more than they play their own freaking division opponents each year. It's It just feels that way. Um, but again, I think we all feel that way. To leave this on a positive note, because I had to get this off my chest for this game. Here's my score. Official. Score is Bills 37, Kansas City Chiefs 27. Got the defense making a couple stops. I got the Bills getting in good field position and winning the football game. Fair and freaking square. Again, all comes down to coaching, right? It always does. It always has. And we're here again in Arrowhead. Hopefully the Bills Mafia shows up like usual because this team's going to need it. Um, But definitely, guys, enjoy the game this weekend. Have the family over. Grill out. It's okay to talk like this. It's okay to to not always, you know, cheer on your team. You you, you can't have an opinion? You can have an opinion. It's okay. But again, I'm a little fiery because I'm excited. Guys, thank you again for joining me on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. To all the military and first responders out there, I salute you. I thank you for what you do for our country and our communities. Y'all stay strong out there. Eat more chicken wings. Drink some Labatt Blue. And go Bills. Go Bills.